five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Well, we're going to dig right in fast this morning, and we're going to go over to this little commercial that I found. To reach and convert, retain your best audience, you need the ultimate direct mail marketing guide. This free ebook from SQL Response, Direct Mail 101, How to Grow and Scale with Direct Mail. Position your direct mail success, identify your best audience, design creative that sells. Okay, and that's enough of that. Okay, now what I want to talk about just for a minute is I want to talk about um, I want to talk about what what where we're headed here <clears throat> because we're headed into a dawn of direct mail. I'm seeing direct mail articles today. I had a half a dozen or something. There, it's coming out in all places in MSN. Uh, MSNBC, Forbes, all over the place, people are saying, hey, why did we stop doing mail? Digital doesn't seem to be working as well as we thought. You know, it's been like 12 years since we started collecting digital metrics. 2009, if you look at digital ad sales or whatever, or that that sort of issue, if you search that on, on the Internet, you'll find it's the, the measurement starts about... 2009 so it's not long at all right not long at all direct mail has a history of 150 years plus right so given all that given all that what are we going to tell people when they ask us about direct mail that's the concern I have the concern I have is that you'll give them a 22nd video that says they should do mail or you'll give them an ebook or something else. Not Bob Stone's book that's this thick. I have a couple of copies myself. Hey, Michelle. I have a couple of copies of Bob Stone's book, both signed by Bob. One with a thank you for my contribution to the success of the book. I helped write the data, one data channel and one analytics or one chapter, data, data chapter and analytics chapter. They didn't use most of it. Ron Jacobs said, yeah, but you're telling people why they shouldn't listen to professors in college teaching about direct marketing. I said, yeah, I know, that's true. He said, well, I'm not going to say it isn't true, but this is a textbook. <laughs> well, maybe if you had more guys like me writing it, you, w you wouldn't it wouldn't have the same problem. But anyway, Ron was wonderful, and I really always enjoyed working with Ron. But the point is, people aren't reading those kind of books so much anymore. And so we're just telling them mail. And uh, a good example, I saw, um, I saw a video about that mentions Every Door Direct Mail, which I think is a really great program if you're a small business in a local area. And um, somebody just said, um, don't use it because I put myself, my own, I put my own uh, area on, on the list and I never got a postcard. And so from that, they extrapolated to none of them got delivered at all. Well, it's a good test. It's always a good test to put yourself on a list. We call that seeding the list. Okay? It's good for detecting fraud. Uh, we used to keep a log on anybody that would rent our list. And so we would know, not only would we know who they were, 
but we would have a copy of their mailing list, uh, of their mailing piece, so that when that mailing piece came, we could check it off. They'd used it once. If they used it more than once without telling us, ah, big trouble. The courts were really good about defending that. And so there, that was a good way to do that. The other thing was that the number one source of data breaches in mailing lists was your IT department. Somebody gets mad, takes a copy of the list, and offers it to competitors, okay? And if they're not scrupulous, they might mail it. If they know what they're doing, they won't because they'll know that we don't have a record and when we see their mailing piece, because the seeds are on there, uh, and they're not necessarily in our town. We usually use people that were out of town that were associated with our, with our company. Um, they would get found out. So it's not a bad idea to seed the list with your own address. But, and in fact, it'll prove that it is getting delivered. And I, and I know I've helped start about four people, four companies in Every Door Direct, and they all were really happy with it. Um, now, there are seeding services that, are, that will tell you if your mail got delivered all across the country and when. I've always thought those were silly because we started getting orders. That's how we knew we were, <laughs> that the mail had been delivered. It's, it's much simpler than... Uh, having this vast array of complexity but the point is is that there are advanced things and there are beginner things and direct mail 101 may give your clients enough information to vaccinate themselves against direct mail like this person did on in the comments on a YouTube video about mail so what do you do if you're a printer or if you're a USPS what do you do when someone says, I want to do mail? The answer is, get them with someone who does mail. Not necessarily a vendor, not necessarily a printer. Yeah, good printers are great. But printers don't always know the back-end results. They don't know how to necessarily set up the split test or, or the why behind it or the hypotheses or the direct marketing. I'm not saying no printers do, but in general, printers print. It's just... <laughs> I'm just saying. And even if they do understand some of the mechanics of it, that doesn't necessarily mean that your particular salesperson has the breadth of experience working with hundreds of mailing clients across the years who have adapted to the mistakes that they've made uh, and have a library of interesting approaches. So it's really, really important as an industry that we start thinking about what do I do if someone says they want to do mail? You know, yeah, you can send them right to Postcard Mania. I think that they do a great job. And I've messaged Joy a number of times. We're connected. But I don't think she's ever written back. But, you know, there are other things you can do that may be much more effective, especially if you're trying to reach high-level decision makers or high-end consumers or something like that. And I, but, you know, I, I'm a huge advocate of, testing with postcards because it's just a great format to try this versus that kind of stuff okay so I just wanted to say it's great that I'm seeing commercials for direct mail 101 but if you're thinking of doing mail it's only expensive if you do it wrong even then you learn a lot you know I had a client that did hundred and fifty thousand piece drop and got three responses that's bad if you don't get the math, okay? And 
they handed it to me. I had nothing to do with it. They had a they had a, they'd hired a professional designer. It was varnished. It was beautiful. It was heavy stock. It was a threefold brochure self mailer, and it literally was beautiful. And the idea of it was, I think I still have one around somewhere. The idea of it was that um, they sold laminating equipment, and they were just and they were trying to sell it into schools. And so they were, tr- so they were actually, they went to MDR. I have an article by MDR, but I'm not going to do it today, but maybe tomorrow. They rented these lists of teachers in, I think elementary schools was their main market. You know how your, 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 your kid brings a pretty leaf in the fall to school and then it comes home and it's, it's, <laughs> it's mummified in plastic, right? The teacher smashes it into plastic. Well, those, those machines, this company sold. And, uh, but along with those machines, uh, they mentioned all the big industrial print laminators. Because you can, you know, printers make a menu and laminate that. You've seen menu cards laminated. And there's all sorts of things you can laminate. And you, you want to do them in high production runs, which is not the same as doing it for an elementary class. Okay? But they put those in there to say, we're ready, really credible. We have these big machines and we have school machines, little machines for you. So we're really, really a good company. And then the main thing was they showed pictures of Egyptian stuff, uh, tombs and Egyptian artifacts, and said, basically, we can help you preserve things for a lifetime. Uh, and, then, and then the really huge mistake they made was it, was it said, like, sale on it. Except there wasn't anything on sale. And there weren't, I don't think, even prices. But if there were, they were prices even on the big machinery. And the reason they got, well, there's a bunch of reasons. So they handed it to me and said, what would you do differently? And I said, well, only about six things. First, if you're going to do a sale piece, don't put it on expensive stock with, you know, spot varnish or lamination or stuff that will make it look expensive. If it's really a sale, make it look like a sale. Simple. Okay? Put it on groundwood, cardstock or something. Put it on something that looks, you know. And don't talk about the Egyptian pyramids because that's not what this is for. This is for laminating little kids' stuff. And don't show all the machines you've ever designed for laminating because that's not what you're selling. You want to sell little machines to, to teachers. At, at, you know, at best, two. One for an individual teacher or a group of teachers to buy, and one for the whole school to have a big one that they can use and really throw stuff through it. And put some prices in it. Maybe you'll sell machines. Well, all the teachers already know about us. They know where to buy it. We want them to buy it from our salespeople. Okay, just try it. Try and actually sell a machine in this thing. Okay. Anyway, they got a fantastic response and made a lot of money. Um, but I got a letter later from the designer who accused me of a personal vendetta against him. That something I had something out for him, and that's why I, I shredded the, the, the piece. No, it was a very beautiful piece. Probably would have won awards. It just didn't sell anything. And the client wanted to sell something. So anyway, that's the, that's the trap we're leading people into. We're leading people into... You know, beautiful design, 
uh, I had a client just a, a year or two ago. You know, I had helped them build a catalog up to about 10 million in sales in three years. Yeah, audience relevance and offer, offer and creative continuity. Don't make it look one thing and say another, right? But but anyway, they're designers. Oh, they knew they knew catalogs. No, they designed it like a big web page, and every item was in a little box. And it was a series of little boxes. No visual hierarchy. No no thought to um, you know re- revenue per 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 inch or or just it would it just it was awful. And guess what? They got no they got no results. And when I brought in the examples that I had done with them as an employee in their company, when I was head of the creative department, the, one of the co-owners said, well, why didn't we just do it like that? That looks great. Yeah, why didn't you? Because you had designers that knew nothing about mail. I'm not sure they even knew anything about the web. I don't think that was good design in web either. You know, they come out of design school with this with this Swiss design method, which says we should have no copy and we should have no, uh, we should have lots of white space. Okay, well, you want to go head to head? I'll test against anybody. You know, I've done it my whole career. I'll take your mailing piece and beat it. Just that simple. And I know another half dozen people who probably can also. But why wait? Why wait till you got till you got a disaster? And the, and the company says, well, we tried mail. And maybe it's even their tracking. They could do a great job in mail. And it leads everybody to the store or to the website. And if you don't have a, a robust back end, you're not going to even know that it worked. And the digital guys will tell you, well, 90% of these orders already had a, a, a cookie. So we can't count those for mail. We'll count those for digital. Yeah, okay. That's why you do a holdout test. This stuff all matters. It all matters. So if you think you can do a cute video and an ebook that explains direct mail, and that's what's gonna you're gonna you're gonna lose your clients. So if you want <laughs> let's pitch mail and lose our clients. And I'd say the same thing to the US Postal Service because I helped them do it. Back in the nineties we did a big program with big brands and they all tried mail. And none of them continued. You know why? Because we sold mail instead of hooking them up with with brilliant people who have a track record of generating results and knowing how to set it up to track it and knowing how to test it and knowing what it's like to iterate time after time after time. Which brings me over to Amazon. Let's go over there. I mentioned it. This is a really interesting article. And um, I can't share the whole thing with you. I'll let you, uh, as usual, I'll let you, um, I'll let you sign up, join WDMA. Subscribing is free, but click the join button, or you can support the efforts. Amazon in 2014 invested two billion dollars in India, and they've spent more than 4.5 billion of additional investments. But the but the Indian government has basically said we want to we want to uh, work local vocal for local where is that vocal for local India's prime minister urged the 1.3 billion citizens to make the country self-reliant and be vocal for local okay that's a pivot in 2014 he basically said 
uh, we're going to be friendly to outside investment. And and in some ways they have been, but not to e-commerce merchants coming in. And you know, you know, you wonder: Are we that much better off with Amazon versus the local grocery store? When times get crazy, it's still like that little grocery store. That's where I go for my meat, big meat sale this weekend. So this is a really long article, and it talks about all the obstacles. And it says Amazon has yet to make money. Well, that doesn't bother Amazon at all. They're in it for the long haul, you know. And they have ways of getting what they want. So I'm not counting Amazon out by any means in India. But there's some really interesting perspectives in this article. And I think it kind of fits with the long term of direct mail. Direct mail is an iterative approach. Every time you mail, you should be testing. That's the first thing I learned from Vic Hunter. Vic Hunter said, what's the first thing about direct mail? Always test something. Okay? Are you teaching that to your clients? Or are you just saying, you should try mail, you could get results. That's a trap. It's a dead end. It's not the right thing to do. Well, thanks for the comments. Thanks for, uh, the, uh, for the likes and shares. Your friends will know you're smart. Have a great day. Bye-bye.